Hello everyone and you're so very welcome to your Ignite Your Life podcast episode 5 Where is the Silver Lining with myself Anne-Marie Ireland. We hope as always that this can be a space or a sanctuary for you to rest, recover, restore and renew and maybe even be inspired. These podcasts your way to wellness which are brought to you by the ESCI, the Education Support Centres of Ireland, are a space you can take for yourself to unwind, relax and hopefully ignite and bring back some of your light. As always, I want to warmly welcome all who are listening, school leaders, teachers, SNAs, administration staff and all who contribute to the school community who have worked relentlessly to keep the flame of education and connection burning for almost a full year now in the midst of this global crisis. You are indeed the light workers within our education system and therefore within our local, regional and national community. We regard your role as vital in keeping our country's light ignited particularly through these more challenging times. For almost a year now, we have witnessed a national effort on behalf of our school staff nationwide. And we thank you sincerely for the work you are doing in holding these spaces for our children and young people every day, for their education, their growth, their social connections, and for their overall well-being. So while you look after them and light their way, let us look after you. For this podcast, we're going to be hearing from the perspective of your fellow colleague, Mia King, a mainstream primary school teacher teaching in County Kildare. We will hear how she's been managing over the past year in navigating this challenging terrain within education and how she keeps her own light ignited. So we look forward to that. But firstly, we ask the question, where is the silver lining? Being completely honest, I personally have always had a bit of an issue with the phrase that every cloud has one. We have to admit that it can be rather difficult to simply turn a negative into a positive with one thought when we are feeling low, particularly when, in the case of the pandemic, so much is being asked of us for what has become a very long period of time. In this case, can there even be a silver lining? I think that there can, but maybe not in the way we think. Telling someone to look on the sunny side of life or to just keep the chin up or to see a silver lining in every cloud may in fact make that person feel even worse because if they can't turn their thoughts around, particularly right now in the midst of so much uncertainty, they may feel that there is something wrong with them or even punish themselves for feeling negative. But of course, there isn't anything wrong with this. It's perfectly normal to feel this way. I would offer that the silver lining in this situation we are in, in our world, in our country, in our communities, in our schools, it's the equivalent of dark clouds that have gathered. There is no denying that. And yet so many of us, no matter how tough things have become, have still been able to experience laughter, peace, even momentarily, joy and love at some point throughout the pandemic. So maybe it isn't about searching for the silver lining in these ever-present dark clouds and trying to find meaning in a situation that has now become quite tough to deal with. Maybe it's about us being a silver lining for ourselves and for our loved ones too. Tyler Not Gregson tells us, we are the silver lining in any and every dark cloud we could ever find. There is no need to go looking for the light when you bring it with you. For every podcast and webinar we have formulated at Ignite Your Light, for every expert we've spoken to, they all had one common thread or theme, that this light we keep searching for, it's actually coming from within. 
So today I asked myself, where did I find my silver lining? Well, with a heavy heart and heavy legs, I went for a walk. My heart weighed down with the worry and the concern for my loved ones, for myself and for you, our school staff. And yet I made that choice to walk out in nature and there it was right away. There was that lift or spark from within as I noticed the soft spring breeze on my skin, as I noticed the bright yellow miracles that were the daffodils, as I breathed in the fresh morning air flavoured with the taste of spring and forest all at once. It was an irresistible truth. I did feel better regardless of my mood before that experience. And so right there was my silver lining. No matter what my mind wanted to tell me, it existed undeniable and offering a pocket of peace in my day. My only job was to gather the will to put one foot in front of the other and take that first step. So with all of this in mind, it is now my pleasure to invite in our very special guest to our podcast today, a lady who has been teaching for 15 years in St. Lawrence's National School, Crookstown, County Kildare and lives in Kilkenny. She is currently a mainstream teacher there in Crookstown, where she is teaching fourth class. Happily for us, she also has expertise in the area of well-being, having trained in many healing and wellness modalities, including holistic therapies, Reiki, Rahani healing and chakra dance. She started off her own classes and began officially as a facilitator in 2015 when she set up Wellbeing with Mia and now has her own online presence, writing a blog, has an Insta page and has produced a wonderful set of self-care products entitled the Silver Lining Self-Care Cards and Silver Lining Daily Journal, which are really popular due to her own gentle but powerful ability to put others at their ease and to offer centred and grounded support. She has worked with children in the area of chakra dance in her own school and in another school in Mayo too. So Mia King, you are so welcome to Ignite Your Light today. How are you doing? Hi, Henry. I'm really good and really delighted to be here on uh, board with you today. Well, thanks and thanks so much, much for, for having me. Um, we're really looking forward to what you have to share with us today. And Mia, first of all, I mentioned the silver lining. And I know this is certainly a special phrase for you, given uh, the work that you're doing in the area of wellness. Um, and I mentioned how this phrase can help in some ways, but maybe in other ways, it might be tough for people to hear that phrase right now. What do you think of that? Absolutely. Um, 100% agree. It definitely is a very important phrase to me. Um, you know, the obvious phrase, as you mentioned, every cloud has its silver lining. It's it's not always applicable, I suppose. And to be honest, when I chose that title for my products, I didn't actually mean it to, you know, sound like a forced positive or mean it to be used in a glib way. And it's really interesting, actually, in your introduction that you mentioned about, you know, our own resilience and us maybe being our own shining light and, you know, that silver lining for ourselves because that was actually the intention for me in creating the cards. Um, the cards are called Silver Lining Self-Care Cards, but the subheading was Gentle Reminders for Black Cloud Days. So I suppose the cards were meant to act as a reminder, you know, that there's something small that we can do for ourselves daily just to dig deep for ourselves. And I can completely understand why, you know, on first hearing, people might not want to connect in with the phrase, especially given our current circumstances. But I really feel like it's not about ignoring the obstacle or the challenge or the mm -hmm. darkness or, you know, whatever you'd like to call it yourself. 
it's more really, you know, what small thing can we do to be the light for ourselves despite the darkness or the dark cloud being there? So I think the phrase can actually be interpreted in many different ways. And, you know, given the current circumstances, I think that's really the best application of it. Absolutely. Gosh, that just ties in so well. And I actually didn't know that that was, um, you know, your subtitle for your cards. And it ties in so well to what I was, my own thoughts on it um, around those little things we can do for ourselves on those dark cloud days, which is, as you said, we are all experiencing those um, at the moment. Uh, Thank you so much for that. That makes so much sense to me. And I hope I'm I'm sure it will make so much sense to others as well. Um, And just going to, I suppose, your teaching life, Mia, as a teacher and as a person who has experienced the pandemic, um, how do you keep your light ignited in your everyday life as a teacher then? Okay, so um, when I knew that I was coming on to talk to you today, I actually was just thinking around, you know, the title, you know, Igniting Your Light and around those words. And I was actually just doing a little bit of research and I came across a quote. Um, it was from a Dutch inspirational speaker. His name is mm. Alexander Den Hager. And his quote says, you often feel tired, not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little of what sparks a light in you. And I think that's a really, you know, poignant quote for us all to consider at the minute because, you know, it's not just about what sparks your light. Like you said, it's about to continue to, you know, allow that to grow. And if you had asked me that question a year ago, Henri, I probably would have given you, you know, an adjusted answer or a slightly different answer in the current situation. You know, like I think it really involves just bringing everything back to basics. You know, all my life, um, my go-to to to spark my life would have been to dance. Uh, It just lights up my soul. And, you know, like I love the energy of a dance floor with really good music, having space to move. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to attend wonderful events where there were morning Mm -hmm. events and there was no alcohol. It was actually like breakfast bar and um, they were, you know, breakfast raves was what they were called, where people just really wanted to go to dance before they went to work. And the energy was brilliant at them. They were unbelievably just so uplifting. But obviously, given the current circumstances, none of that is possible for me to do, you know, in that setting. But, you know, I suppose it's for me and for everybody else just, you know, to adjust accordingly and try to be as creative as we can. You know, my my outlet now is to dance around my house and just, you know, find a really good playlists and just create a little bit of space. And that's my outlet now. So um, that, that really keeps my spark going. But I suppose, you know, that would be my encouragement for everybody else to do the same. You know, we could think, oh, I can't do X, Y or Z now because of the situation we're in. But maybe you could, you know, like, find the essence of what that was about and just you know do it in a smaller scale or in an adjusted way in some way just to keep that spark alive in yourself Mm. but otherwise on a practical note I suppose you know I have practices that I turn to like yoga and meditation I spend time with like-minded people and I love to spend time in nature as well and I suppose they're like you know my toolkit you know on any given day what can I turn to you know just to really help buy me up or to support me and I know like I'm a teacher and I know I know what's involved in your day-to-day online teaching even at the moment as well and you know it might sound impractical to people and I completely understand where you're coming from if you're thinking how does she fit in yoga meditation going to nature talking with people and teaching online how like that's not you know realistic and that's absolutely fair to say so 
like my toolkit would be mm. I might you know I might say I'll do yoga today but it might be mm-hmm. five minutes of a particular pose that I feel will give me a little bit of relief rather than it being you know a full class okay, every yeah. day and on the top days I might just pick one activity do you know it, it it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do everything every day um it's just nice to have options and to mm. have a go-to I suppose that you know you don't have to think about it they're just ready and they're free and you're used to them and you know they they keep that spark of light so it's they're kind of no-brainers to turn to but just even on a smaller scale as well and just to bear in mind I suppose that everybody's toolkit can be different you know mine sound Mm -hmm. like they fall under the holistic heading with yoga and meditation but for somebody else it might be you know going running a 5k and they might absolutely beam after it and feel really energized and feel like they're kind of back in their bones again after doing something like that so you know that's going to look different for everybody I think I love that Um, idea of a toolkit or what's coming to my mind Mia um is a menu nearly so you're nearly creating a menu aren't you I love that absolutely and like I was saying with pick a mix if you're going with like that menu yeah. analogy it could be a la carte you know you can kind of go pick and choose if you want to to suit yourself so um, I think the important thing is not to feel pressurized or for it to be another chore or another have to um, these things are like you know that they resonate with you and that they light you up so rather than having it be oh I have to do x y and z today you know what what do I really feel like doing today that I know will lift me and that it doesn't become just a checklist of have-tos so what what do you think in regards to me in terms of self-awareness because I know that I in order for us to go to the toolkit or menu or pick and mix in the first place we really need to be maybe consciously aware of that we're we're becoming overwhelmed now we've been teaching online all day you know, we really need a, um, a short, yeah. maybe a circuit breaker. So maybe like, a, you know, even to just drink some water or, as you said, a five minute yoga pose or, you know, if it's the walk for 20 minutes or, you know, what, whatever it is that maybe we just need to be more in touch with ourselves, maybe and be more self-aware so that we know we need to go to the menu, maybe. Absolutely. And and that's why I suppose I'm saying to bring it back to basics for yourself as well. It doesn't need to be complicated and to try out a few different things as well. And, you know, not everything might resonate with you in the same degree as another thing. So you can kind of maybe take some time like that to try out you know well this works if I'm feeling like I'm frustrated it's good to go get out for a walk and to blow off some steam but if I'm feeling run down and tired to know that it's okay just to sit and maybe just have a cup of tea and just literally switch off the laptop for five minutes and take some downtime and I think the more that you explore with that and you know just try out different options and when you're experiencing different moods it kind of begins to hit home with you what really works for you and it's just a case I suppose of at the beginning being open absolutely in terms of us as you know as teachers um you know well I'm not uh, teaching at the moment but in terms of working with primary and post-primary teachers and school staff you know um so many um are working online and supporting others supporting children supporting young people and supporting families now because of being of teaching online and even you know when we go back face to face so you know there is that sense of that we need to fill our own well first isn't there you know so that we're not wearing ourselves out and wondering why we're so exhausted when actually you know we're looking after others we're supporting others as as school staff 
Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, we're, our energy is probably being divided in many different directions. And it's just to take that time to fill up our own well, you know, as you say, just to replenish and to be able to kind of tune in to see what will what will re-energize us or just bring us back to our own point of center, I suppose, after spreading our energy in those many Absolutely. different directions. And just could I ask you, me then, in terms of being a teacher, um, is there anything as a member of school staff that you have found particularly difficult um, in the pandemic? Yeah, well, to be honest, I suppose if you think of each lockdown, each lockdown has brought something different. And um, the lockdowns in particular, I found difficult. But um, when, you know, when we got the word on the 12th of March last year that we were, you know, packing up and, you know, preparing for um, remote teaching for a short, what we thought was going to be a short spell, I think I, I really struggled myself at that stage with just experiencing a sense of fear and I suppose shock as well. You know, there was fear of the unknown around the virus itself, um, you know, about just keeping myself and my family safe when I knew that I wasn't going to be in school anymore, just maintaining that level of safety and um, just, I suppose, fear around the uncertainty because, you know, we thought we might be out for three weeks, the Easter holidays mm-hmm. would happen and we'd be back in school, but little did we know, you know, how it was going to roll out for the, the following year to come. Um, and I would say shock as well because, you know, just to even imagine that anything like this could ever bring mm. our whole world just to a complete stop like it has done. You know, it, it, we, we never could have envis- envisaged mm. it, if I said it right, um, any time before this. And I think there's a certain level of trauma attached to that as well. You know, the shock in our bodies and in our systems and the upset that that mm. sudden change to our whole way of functioning would have caused um, I think, you know, that took a long time to kind of, I won't say it's even fully settled now, but just to kind of get past that initial shock in the first lockdown. Um, and then I suppose when we were back at school before Christmas, when the rest of the country was in lockdown, but the schools were open, that was just a completely different experience again. And at some stages when I used to commute, mm. I, as I said, I live in Kilkenny and I commute to Kildare. You could nearly pretend when you were yeah. in the car that none of it had happened because I was back on my usual route, just, you know, going up in the car, following the motorway like I always do. And apart from the odd checkpoint with the guard asking me what was the purpose of my journey, um, it was just like I would have any other year for the 15 years I've been teaching. But then when you know, you arrive at school and then the realisation hits, okay, there's repetitive Mm. sanitising happening, there's, you know, social distancing, I have to wear a mask walking into the building, my colleagues are wearing a mask, the windows, like, are wide open in winter, you know, and just all the things that are so foreign to us Mm. in our workplace. Um, I think when I used to, you know, when those realizations hit you know it really brings it home I have to keep myself safe here and I have to work on keeping the children as safe as possible as well so I think there was just a constant feeling of you know being on guard all the time and I just noticed at Christmas I felt quite run down and I think it was just that feeling of being constantly switched on all the time so like I can only imagine how you know the frontline workers that are in the healthcare sector must feel when you know that sense of being switched on is present all the time but I was very glad of the break when it came just to be able to rest um, and to try and recharge after that mm. in the intensity and it's so I suppose. true just that intensity um, and that sense of 
you know, we know about the stress response and the amygdala being switched on and it's being switched on. So we're not actually really yeah. resolving that stress. You know, sometimes when we say with the stress response, we get to follow That's through it. and we resolve it through crying or through talking. And then maybe the stress will have eased off in the external circumstances. But really what you're describing there in terms of since March 12th, coming out of school and then coming in back you know into into school um and those circumstances that teachers were de- that you were dealing with in your school um are so intense and so the amygdala we're on high alert all the time aren't we so that that's would you explain that so well and i think Absolutely. so many of our listeners will relate wholeheartedly to that sometimes it's good to just hear someone else say it you know and to say it was difficult and to, and to explain it yeah. that way so thank you so much for that yeah and just to ask you then Mia like we've been here almost a year now mm-hmm. we're in the, we're coming towards the end of February um and it's not always possible to stay positive particularly when it's been going on this long and on those darker days when it seems so much more difficult to motivate yourself and to keep that flame alight or to keep that light you know that spark um, going how do you normally approach those days if I might ask you that absolutely yeah and Marie being honest I've had plenty of those days and I think if everybody was honest with themselves or out loud I think everybody's probably has experienced them at some stage along the way and first of all just to recognize that it's important to acknowledge Mm. that it's okay to experience them and to be gentle with yourself you know when those days crop up like you were saying to have a cry if you need to and to allow the low days or the off days to happen I know I've heard you say (laughs) yourself just don't set up camp there and I suppose that's the in balance and that's a really great way to describe it I think because you know it's to you know recognize that it's happening but just not allow it yourself to succumb to it completely in your life um but um I think on the days that I find very tough I I turn to nature I mentioned that as being one of my go-to for my menu or my toolkit but um I think time in nature is just it's so yeah. priceless, regardless of the weather. I know we live in Ireland and, you know, it can change 10 times in a day. But I think, you know, I, I actually got a pair of wellies <laughs> for Christmas and they were the best present because I can go out it's in any weather now I and I'm delighted with myself. The last <laughs> um, I started walking and they're the best <laughs> thing ever, like you said. Yeah, they are. They are because if your feet are dry and you're you're good to go yeah. you know you're not going to be miserable and you know you can take on any terrain wherever you are so I think the, it was <laughs> well, an excellent present so well, very well read on our menu I <laughs> think um and look there's really nice wellies out and about for sure for um, sure you know, and you can get yourself a nice pair of wellies now and something to brighten up your feet and um, but I really I yeah. wholeheartedly agree with you about nature absolutely I think, you know, I would have been a person who maybe wasn't an outdoorsy person. I don't consider myself an outdoorsy person. I wouldn't hike or anything. But even for people like me, it's just to go out. And yeah. It's just to breathe in the air. It's just to notice the birds. It's just to notice the breeze. And if you can walk even a little bit in that, you know, um, then t- to do that, because I would have been one of those people that was just I'm not going outside. It's too cold. And, you know, I'm not a nature person. But the pandemic yeah. actually yeah. taught me about nature more and more and just getting outside. So I wholeheartedly agree with you. And Mia, I know that you have this wonderful background I mentioned in, in wellness and you offer so much to others in terms of that expertise. Um, and so would you have any particular advice um, to offer fellow colleagues uh, right now in, on, in schools in particular? 
Um, yeah, I I suppose there's a, a few different areas that people could focus on, and this is only yes. just speaking from my own experience for things that work for me, you know, that I've tried and tested, I suppose. Um, and I know it's a little bit like the discussion we were having earlier about the silver linings, and people can have a, a different reaction to the word gratitude mm. because it can be difficult to find gratitude on the days when we're feeling a little bit low, but. Um, if you yeah. can find something small in each day just to show your appreciation towards and to send, you know, that gratitude towards, it really does start to flip our thinking and it just might help you to notice a little bit more in your day to day um, for the, you know, small things that, you know, you can open mm. yourself up to to be just aware of and thankful for. And it really does help to, you know, just shine a little bit more light on the positives that might be there that we might otherwise not realize or see because we're so yes. caught up in that you know heavy feeling um gratitude practices have been linked to decrease mm -hmm. in depression anxiety and stress so even just pausing for two minutes to think of one or two things that you were grateful for in a particular mm -hmm. day it's a very simple but powerful way of just helping to flip that thinking for yourself um like I said, I would recommend wholeheartedly getting out to nature because nature expects nothing of you and supports you 100% when you're in the setting. Mm -hmm. So um, you can turn <laughs> up with bad hair, you know, on your wellies and whatever else and nobody cares, you know, because it's really the relationship is you and nature and nature is going to expect nothing of you just to be yourself as you turn up. And um, I would also, I suppose, mm -hmm. after us talking about the menu and the toolkit, just start to tune into those things that maybe do, you know, make you feel a little bit more alive or that, you know, ignite your light and, you know, adapt it. And it doesn't have to be the things mm -hmm. that we see. And this is no disrespect to Instagram trends or whatever, but, you know, sometimes things catch on and people <laughs> say, oh, everybody else is doing X, Y, or Z, like the banana bread phase or whatever that everybody went through, you know. It's like I am absolutely not a baker and I didn't go near banana bread the first lockdown because that would not be my forte. And I think it's just good to think about the things that really do make you feel happy and engaged and reconnected with yourself and to try those out maybe over, a, a, you know, a gradual period of time rather than feeling like I have to test everything out in a day to see what resonates. Um, I'd also just watch out, and this is something I'm conscious of for myself as well, around self-talk and expectation mm -hmm. levels. Um, the high, I suppose, if you think about the standards that we would have normally had for ourselves in the world, like when we're functioning on all cylinders or at full pace, they're just not really realistic now at the minute. And we really need to focus, I feel, on being more gentle with ourselves and just remembering, as I say, the two S's, self-compassion and surrender, because as a teacher, you know, there's that guilt, there's always more that we could be doing and, we're working from home now and it's harder to have set boundaries for your work hours and your downtime, you know, mm. that, that balance between the two. So like I would struggle with that myself yeah. sometimes to just know when enough is enough and what I've done is enough and I'm okay for what I've done today. So I suppose like even a simple affirmation, yes. if you were, you know, feeling overwhelmed, you know, I am enough, what I do is enough, what I have done is enough and, you know, if you can park it then um I know that's easier said than done but just to allow yourself to feel that sense of self-compassion because if you were speaking to a friend you know you wouldn't be pushing them to do more saying oh you know you should be doing it 
being said, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and we're still trying to Absolutely. put those same and levels of expectation in place. With us just as not teachers, as educators, and, you know, so. as members of school staff, we kind of, we just push ourselves that extra mile because we are maybe you know following that calling where we want to make a difference we want to make sure our pupils and students are okay so we push ourselves that extra mile and we maybe we do need that post-it note on the laptop to say take that break have as you, those two s's self-compassion and surrender you know and to, and to maybe just i always say to teachers like take the foot off the accelerator yeah. even just a little bit because you're pushing yourself so hard and you're grinding that energy down, you know, rather than, yeah, taking For those sure. breaks. I mean, that is so, so, so helpful. Sure. And I'm sure those, those, that advice um, is going to come in so, uh, going to be so powerful and so supportive for our school staff and so me I'm not now going to invite I'm going to hand it over to you and I'm going to invite you to lead us in a in a short five to six minute meditation practice so everyone um, if you want to find a comfortable space to sit or lie down um, if you want to go grab a cuppa even and um, press pause on this podcast and um, we will take a few minutes peace and rest for ourselves. So I'm going to make the sound of the bowl um, to announce the beginning of our meditation practice. And we're absolutely delighted to have Mia King uh, guide us today. Thanks, Emery. As you close your eyes, I invite you to bring your attention to your breath. You don't have to force your breath. Just noticing the natural patterns of your inhalation and then exhalation that your body is using for you today. Your body is so clever and it minds you so well and it does this without you even needing to think about it. This natural pattern of inhaling and exhaling. I invite you now to bring your attention to the soles of your feet. Visualize roots sprouting from the soles of your feet and anchoring you deep into the earth, just like a tree. You feel steady, centered and connected to the earth. Just enjoy that space and feeling of calm and centeredness. I now invite you to bring your attention to your lower back, right to the very base of your spine. Here I welcome you to visualize a beautiful red glowing disc of light that is shining and spinning. With each breath that you direct down towards that lower spine area, the disc of light grows in vibrancy and brightness. Notice the experience, how it feels, and enjoy as this beautiful red light expands.
Next, I invite you to bring your attention to your lower belly area, just below your belly button. Here I invite you to visualize an orange glowing disc of light. This captivating light again grows and expands with each inhalation and exhalation that you send in its direction. As you send the breath, notice the light expand. And again, noticing any sensations that you may be experiencing, but without judgment, no right or wrong, just noticing. Moving up the body, I invite you now to bring your awareness to your upper belly area. Here we visualize a bright golden yellow disc of light spinning and shining in this space. This beautiful light continues to grow with each breath that you send towards it. Allow the warmth and glow of this golden yellow light to shine throughout your upper belly area. Advancing further up, I now invite you to tune into your chest area and your heart center, where we can visualize a delicate green light disc radiating from the very center of your chest. As you inhale and exhale to this natural center for your breath, notice the light increase in vibrancy. Become aware of how it feels for your breath to grow this light, to allow this green bright light to spread further and further. Progressing up to the trope area, I invite you to visualize a blue glowing disc. Its light is soft yet strong. I welcome you to gently feed this light using your breath. The inhalations and exhalations causing it to expand and soothe. Moving further up again, we bring our awareness to the space between our eyebrows. Here, I invite you to visualize a disc of glowing light, which is indigo in color. As you send your breath, towards this space between the eyebrows. Notice its light extend further as all tension eases across your forehead area. Our final area of focus is just above the top of your head. Here, I invite you to connect in with the image of a glowing disc of light, which is violet in color. Sending your breath towards the crown of your head Watch the light center expand further and further. Now, taking an overview of the red light at your lower back, the orange light in your lower belly, the yellow light in your upper belly, the green in our heart space, the blue at our throat space, the indigo across our eyebrows and the violet light above our heads. We acknowledge all seven colours of the rainbow, a light within us.
the seven colors of the rainbow combined create pure white light. You are a pure being of light. Glowing, pulsing, light emanating. You can offer this light to yourself. You are the light for yourself, as well as being the light for so many others. You might like to repeat the affirmation, I am a beautiful being of light. I am a beautiful being of light. Remembering the light is within us all, that capacity to find and be our own bright light and our silver lining when we need it most. Taking a deep breath, allow that light to settle and integrate into your system. I invite you to gently begin to bring your attention back into the room now. And in your own time, you can very gently open your eyes. Thank you so much, Mia, for that beautiful and colourful meditation practice. I'm sure our listeners are feeling much more rested and more balanced after it. I know I am. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us today on our podcast and for sharing your experience as a teacher, as well as some of your excellent wellness expertise. And we look forward to chatting to you again in the future. Oh, Thanks so much, Anne-Marie. It was an absolute pleasure to share in this with you all today. Thanks a million, Mia. And so, dearest colleagues, this is where we bid one another farewell again. I'll be back with our next podcast in three weeks time and you'll find all of the webinars and podcasts in the series at esci.ie or on the social media pages of your local education centre. You can meet with me every day on Teacher Breathing Space Ireland on Facebook and join in our community there or on Insta at AM Ireland Teacher Breathing Space. We sincerely thank Mia King of St. Lawrence's National School, Crookstown, County Kildare, for being with us today and contributing so much to the Ignite Your Light narrative. And after all that, maybe, just maybe, the silver lining isn't about us searching desperately to see the good in every dark cloud. Maybe the silver lining is much closer than that. Maybe it's in the ordinary every day. Maybe we can feel it from within in our connection to nature, through a brief moment of peace or joy in a book, a movie or an encounter of some kind. Or maybe it may be through offering a kind thought or a blessing to another. Someone in your thoughts right now who you know is struggling in some way and could do with your kind thoughts or blessing or even a text or call to check in on them. Maybe they could do with seeing or believing in a silver lining right now. I'm going to leave you with these words from none other than our friend John O'Donoghue, who never ever fails here at Ignite Your Light to offer us insight, even in these challenging times. I think these words from his book, To Bless the Space Between Us, hold much relevance to our discussion today. He says, I believe each of us can bless. When a blessing is invoked, it changes the atmosphere. Some of the plenitude flows into our hearts from the invisible neighbourhood of loving kindness. In the light and reverence of blessing, 
a person or situation becomes illuminated in a completely new way. In a dead wall, a new window opens. In dense darkness, a path starts to glimmer and into a broken heart, healing falls like morning dew. It is ironic that so often we continue to live like paupers, though our inheritance of spirit is so vast. The quiet eternal that dwells in our souls is silent and subtle. In the activity of blessing, it emerges to embrace and nurture us. Let us begin to learn how to bless one another. Whenever you give a blessing, a blessing returns to enfold you. I do hope these words can be a type of silver lining that you find within and that you can pass on this light and silver lining to another today too, through offering a blessing to them in these challenging times. And so we take leave of one another for now. As always, go gently, go lightly, and of course, go safely on your way over the coming weeks. Remember that your role is one of value and influence, shaping young minds and keeping the flame of education alight. You are making a difference every day and supporting children, young people and families right now. In any situation or relationship, in order to feel valued, we must begin with recognising our own value first. Until we chat again, remember to take care of your own light and life for your greater good and for the greater good. Makorja Gunahin to the Hullis, August Garahi to Gorela Spain. May you ignite your light and go gently with yourself. Ihoa. <laughs> <laughs>